everyone. Welcome to the new Tea Quorum, our weekly series taking place every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. UTC. These short form events are designed to provide an opportunity to learn about the latest advancements in the space and to help the Tezos ecosystem grow together. So as some of you know, we've been doing monthly town halls since the summer and have had an opportunity to share updates on a number of technical um, advancements and to take questions from the community. And I'm very excited today to host our monthly town hall event with two leaders from the community, Robert Fontaine and Alex Liu. So thank you guys so much for, for joining us today. Um, just so all of you uh, understand how this will work, um, if you have questions for the panel, please drop them in the stage chat during the session and we'll make sure to keep track of those and, and ask our, our guests. Since this is a town hall, we do expect there to be a lot of questions. So please feel free to ask away and be patient with us um, as, we, as we try to answer them. But to kick off, I think what we'll do is we will um, introduce these guys and then have a brief moderated discussion between the three of us before, before opening it up. So maybe just to kick off, uh, the best thing to do would be to introduce ourselves and the, the organizations that we represent. I think, of course, many people know the Tezos Foundation and Tezos Commons, but I think it, it never hurts to give a brief overview. So maybe, Robert, you want to just go first and give a brief intro? Yeah, sure. So hi, everyone. Um, I work as a community manager for Tezos Foundation. I'm born in Paris in France. Um, I played chess in my life, was a chess grandmaster, uh, you know, it was my full-time job, then switched to the um, digital transformation industry, worked for telco and banking, and guess what? It's when I learned of, uh, about Tezos. <laughs> um, it was back in 2017. Um, then I um, participated in the creation of uh, Tezos Geneva, where we actually uh, had the two meetups. Uh, I recall the first one was in August 2018, uh, right before the mainnet launch, uh, where Arthur came as a, as a speaker. So it was really a great experience, and I really got engaged with the community in the early days. Um, so, you know, organized a second meetup in 2019 and um, joined Tezos Commons uh, last October in, in 2019, so a year ago. So here I am starting my uh, new job at Tezos Foundation since uh, October 1st. All right, great. Well, thanks so much, and I'm thrilled to have you with us. Alex? Hey, guys. Um, my name is Alex Liu. Um, I spend most of my time on Telegram and on um, Riot. Most of you guys know me as Tezos Nola. I'm based out of New Orleans, Louisiana, probably one of the most Francophile-friendly states in the U.S., and um, came into the Tezos community probably around early 2019. Um, I do a lot of meetups here in New Orleans, and my whole Tezos journey has kind of started when um, in 20, late 2018, well, early 2018, I tried to spin up a baker. Bakery took me about a month and a half and um, finally got it launched in middle of 2018. And since then, I've just been, you know, very much um, part of the community and been, well, one thing that I guess people might know me by is that I, I wrote a lot about the litigation, just kind of explaining about the litigation um, as my day job and my um, day trade. I'm a by trade a lawyer. I know it's scary, um, but don't worry. That's um, I'm not here to sue anyone or anything like that. I'm just here to help the community. And since 
pretty much middle of 2018 been part of the community and have absolutely loved every minute of it. All right, well, thanks so much. Thrilled to have you with us as well. And of course now probably also time for a great disclaimer that nothing we're about to say is to be construed as legal or financial advice. Um, so with that said, maybe Robert would kick off with you. So um, as you mentioned, you have been involved with the project from very early on, originally started um, with a more formal role at Tezos Commons, and now just recently have um, started as a community manager at the Tezos Foundation. So maybe just uh, give us a little bit of insight into the initiatives that you're working on at the foundation and what you're you're focused on right now. Right. So uh, there are a few layers, I think. I'm, uh, first, I'm facilitating uh, the communication flow between the Tezos Foundation and, and the community, right? Uh, there are already existing tools which exist. Um, I'm thinking of the biannual report that the Tezos Foundation is doing, you know, communicating on on the grantees, on, on finance, on what being, what's being built actually in, in the Tezos um, ecosystem. Uh, but we have also the TF Weekly, right? So on Mondays, we are asking the community, you know, what they would like to ask. And I'm trying, you know, to answer to the community during the week. And on Friday, um, uh, people are interviewed and we are picking up someone building on Tezos. So that's the first tools that, you know, are, are existing. We are, of course, working on, on other stuff. Um, but I'd like to say that, you know, as, as Alex said, you know, I'm here also on the social media channels since the very beginning, right? Whether it's Telegram, Twitter, uh, Agora, Reddit, you name, you, you name it. So it's not like, oh, it's right. It's completely new and I'm jumping in. No, we are, I'm, I'm there since uh, very early and at Tezos Commons, you know, uh, which is, a, you know, we, which has a great team. I was used to communicate earlier as well. So there are many things to do um, and it's, a, it's an ongoing process and that won't be built overnight. Uh, but yeah, I, I will try to communicate as much as I can on that. On that. Great. And maybe just an idea of, I know that's a lot of what your day-to-day -day is looking like, um, but in terms of your goals, right, generally speaking, um, what are your goals in terms of this increased communication between the foundation and the community? What ideally would, would you like to see happen? Or I hate asking this question, but, you know, what does success look like for you in this role? Well, I think we are all here for, for Tezos, right? Not for uh, Tezos Foundation or Tezos Commons. I guess we are all here for, for one goal. And, and I would like people to be uh, positive and happy and see uh, things being built. And I think this is um, you know, an ecosystem work all together. So I will really help that uh, things are being delivered and built because this is, you know, at the end of the day, where 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 we are in in the, in the blockchain industry or whatever industry it is you you know you have to deliver things and and people are happy when you see you know things happening um so i will try to make whether it's communication marketing or more happening and i will try to communicate as much as i can um and i insist on the, on the on this timing right so um that's my that's my goal try to communicate more often yeah and i think it's um it's, a, it's an excellent point and, and one to drive home. I think obviously there are many organizations um, that, that operate within the ecosystem, but at the end of the day, I think we all share that common goal of wanting to see the Tesla's project succeed. So we all obviously play our roles in that, but um, overall that, that should, we should always keep that in mind, of course, as the, as the overall goal. 
Um, so, so maybe Alex, over to you, and in terms of what you guys are working on over at Tezos Commons, um, maybe just give us a little bit of an update in terms of your priorities, some of the new things that you're working on. Um, I know that you have a couple things in the works. Obviously, we know about the work you guys do generally, but um, maybe talk to us a little bit about current priorities. Okay. You know, at Tezos Commons, we are all about community building and trying to basically help further the ecosystem through bootstrapping the community building aspect of it. And one of the things that we are very excited and have been working on um, very closely is with the Kukai web wallet. And that is, um, I can't give out too much details, but I can only say that there are very, very neat features coming up that I think every user that uses Kukai are gonna be very thrilled about. And we are very excited about Klaus um, and his work with Kukai and helping him further his wallet on that aspect. Another another thing that we've been working on at Tezos Common is that um, we've been working hard alongside with TQ and um, one of the programs that we started initially was the Tez Talks Live and Tez Talks Radio, which is similar to like T-Form, but uh, more of a community aspect of uh, the sort of live podcasts and live intersections with different community stakeholders. And we have um, for the month of October, the rest of October and November, we have it scheduled, which I think um, users are gonna be very happy about seeing the different uh, guests we have on the show, just like um, you guys have with Tim Draper and so on. Um, we're just trying to make sure, you know, that all the stop gaps are filled and make sure that there is no sort of missing um, aspect of communication within the ecosystem and also that, you know, highlighting people's good work from the community that might um, typically be overlooked. And, um, you know, one of, the other, one of the other things that I think uh, we just released the news last week, which was that we've been working on uh, very studiously and hard was that the Google Big Maps inquiry and that was something that came to fruition out of many, many, many months of work. And we are very happy that um, with the results of how it turned out and um, part of what what we're trying to do is kind of expand on all these different aspects of, of you know, finding new partners in the ecosystem that can just basically help the ecosystem in general. And, um, but, you know, like I said, I think the most exciting the thing that makes me most excited for right now is the upcoming developments on Kukai Wallet. So, you know, just I would tell everyone here to stay tuned because um, the new features that are coming up are really neat. And um, I think everyone is going to have a blast when we see when we actually reveal and, um, you know, reveal it to everyone and they can play around on it. Um, so since we've just been teased with that, do you, do you have a sense of um, when we might be able to see some of those new features or just the, ge the general timeline for when that, that stuff might roll out? All I can say is it's coming very soon. Very, very, very soon. soon. Yeah. Okay. And I think you guys are, like I said, it's, uh, you know, just a little patience. And before you know it, um, we're going to reveal. And it's just some of these features have been We've been, you know, asking community members about some of the features they'd like to see. And, uh, you know, we've been getting a lot of feedback for that. And Floss has been working so hard on it. And we just, you know, we're very, very excited for our next update that's going to be released very soon. 
Well, the um, I think the Tezos community is is nothing if not patient and very excited um, to see that when it when it does roll out. Um, one of the things I know we've been talking about too is that you guys have been focused on. I mean, even if you think back to yourself when you you were first kind of getting started as a baker and um, you know kind of onboarding into the ecosystem, what that kind of felt like, and maybe documenting some of these new user journeys. So maybe can you speak a little bit to the work that Tezos Commons um, is doing on that front? Yeah, and so one of the things that you know when I first came into the ecosystem that was kind of lacking and um, some people, especially new users coming into the ecosystem, I find it a little daunting is that where do you, you know, the one question we kept running back to is how do you begin? Where do you begin? Like, how do you begin this journey? Because it seems like, you know, everyone has can take a different path in this journey and it can lead you to, you know, different results. But, you know, for instance, if someone comes into the community and wants to be involved and, you know, not necessarily have a background in just, you know, computer programming or software programming or just a developer, um, how does one begin? Like, for instance, you know, when I came in, I am a lawyer by trade. I have, in terms of my coding expertise, is probably um, very, very, very little to none. Um, so it was quite a, you know, task just looking at command line inputs and trying to go through this without having really any expertise. And what brought me into the community was whenever I did have questions, I would just, you know, I was at first a little hesitant to ask on Riot or on Telegram just because, you know, just a little almost kind of embarrassment. But then, you know, after I got through, over that hurdle of, hey, you know, I'm probably not the only one with these questions and just actually asked it, I had, you know, very quickly many, many people started you know answering replying to me and telling me you should try this or you should go here take a look at this document like check this out um if you're running into this error i would suggest this and it's just been you know the community has been just so inviting open and part of you know this journey is we want to make it even easier for people to come into the community to be um welcomed into the community and you know part of what we're trying to do is just tackle this aspect of how does one get started? Um, do you go on Riot or do you, or now it's also known as Element or do you go on Telegram or do you go on Reddit or do you just, you know, hold email TQ or, you know, Tezos.com or TC or Tezos Commons? Like where does one begin, right? The ecosystem is large. We're a small enough community, but it's still very vast and large that it's hard to kind of navigate. And what we're, you know, trying to do now is to tackle that aspect of how, how do we streamline this to make it easier and to be a little, make it more welcoming for those who don't know much about Tezos to really get started? And, you know, one of the things that I can tell people is that if you have a fear that, you know, of asking certain questions or just asking how to get started, you know, just reach out to us, um, any one of us on Telegramming, the admins on Telegram or on, um, on Riot or on Reddit, and, you know, People usually respond within you know, 20, 30 minutes and you know, we can help guide you or direct you to where you, know, you want to be. And I'm a firm believer of this ecosystem in that there is a role and a space for everyone and anyone because, you know, just look at me, like my background is in law, but um, I joined the ecosystem with that background knowing that, you know, there's probably not a very big 
need for it. But, uh, you know, I started finding roles here and there in terms of helping out uh, on admining and helping onboard new people coming into the ecosystem. And it's just, you know, that aspect that everyone has a place here is just kind of brings back to the notion of sense of community. And, uh, you know, I can, I have one, I know I'm talking forever, but I have one really good, uh, excited and passionate about is, you know, we have for one person on Telegram that I've kind of watched his journey for the last three months and he comes from a background of basically uh, working in the hospitality industry and he um, has no background or programming and he you know reached out to us asking us how how where to get started and uh, i couldn't really tell him where to get started but i knew certain people in the ecosystem certain devs that i could connect them to to give them a little more advice and then you know since i've been watching his progress for the last three months he's turned into you know starting to become a full-time developer and he's like you know developing apps on tezos and you know he first started small with just a couple of smart contracts and now he's building up to uh app, which is just kind of amazing watching his growth and just watching that all you have to do is just connect people and that's kind of what we do at tezos commons is help connect people and once we got him you know connected him with a few certain um, devs in the ecosystem it's kind of been like a launching pad for him and it's just very new to see what he's about to develop in terms of the apps and he's been building off of one of the d apps which is the Tezo Tezos button game and he's um building on that and soon to build I mean, uh, soon to build another app that he has been kind of passionate about I'm not going to reveal it because I told him I wouldn't um but you know just his experience like that is just what we want to provide to more people and to anyone who wants to come in and help out or just find a role or just, you know, find community and a sense of belonging. Yeah, I think the one thing that I think we can all agree on is so sometimes it can be a little bit intimidating. Um, but I, I think the the message that we want to, to send in general is that there are always people who are here to help you through the process. Um, and so I think that for the people who are new members of the community, we'll be talking about various ways to get involved. You know, Alex outlined some already. And also to let you guys know that a key area of focus, I think for all of our teams, whether that's TQ, the foundation, Tezos Commons, um, is making sure that these on-ramps and the onboarding becomes easier and easier so that we really can see the community growth um, uh, that, that we all, obviously we love to engage the current community, but we wanna make sure that new people are able to come in as well and that, and that we do grow the community significantly. So I think we all, we all share that and can hear, uh, you know, your uh, your passion come through when you when you speak about it, Alex. Um, maybe just two other quick ones because there are a lot of questions coming in, and I, I want to get to those. Um, we uh, announced, I guess, a couple weeks back now, a community rewards program, which is really being driven by Tezos Commons um, and TQ's helping to administer it a bit. But maybe Alex, you can give an update on on that um, and explain what the program actually is and, and what the motivation was behind it. Yeah, so part of this program, um, and you know, we've been collaborating with you guys at TQ and um, we're very thankful for your guys' help, um, is that we're trying, you know, one of the, one of the e ecosystem needs was that 
community members should be rewarded for the time and efforts of volunteering their time. And, you know, we want to recognize and reward people for their good work to how they contribute to the ecosystem. And that is, you know, we saw that as a need and the community saw that as a need and you know, the community was very um, avid about having that program. And so graciously the Tesla's Foundation agreed and, you know, they're going to fund the program's going to have each month we're going to be able to have over 5,000 Tez to distribute to um, certain community members through that are nominated for um, this program. But basically the program, we're still working out the final kinks of it. And, but, you know, we have the general outline and it's basically, we have 16 different categories that people can get nominated for. And by the way, we're going to have a landing page where instead of right now, how people are nominating people, they're just sending the email to TQ and with their nomination, but we're going to add, we're going to hopefully by the end of this week, launch a, um, a sort of landing page where it has a selection of categories that people can choose in, um, that we've listed in our medium articles, such as, you know, the indie dev of the month or the person that creates the best meme or the best troll and flood fighter, um, Good Samaritan, um, the Curiosity Award, the Genius Award, the OG Award, the Taco Award, Helpers and Chirpas, Governance Gurkhas, Ang Agora Anglers, Blocks and Feathers, Give and Go, Humble Coder, Social Maven, Stock uh, Stack Exchange Rangers. Like basically all these categories, there's a specific um, need that we saw in terms of people volunteering their time and helping others out, for instance, you know, people who have technical questions, they post on Stack Tezo Stack Exchange. And um, when we see good answers, people upvote the answers. And, you know, uh, we want to be able to reward those that post good answers. But basically, we're going to have uh, the landing page that people will be able to just fill out and select the different categories and select who they want to nominate and the reason why they want to nominate them. And, um, you know, at the end of each month, we will be working with you guys at TQ and selecting the winners for this program. And, you know, I think the main part of it is really just to um, expose and recognize um, those who do good work and sort of reward them for their good work, which um, hopefully co-aligns everyone with um, the ecosystem and the ethos of Tezos, which is, you know, we are kind of pulling on the hive mind of the ecosystem and solving problems, real life problems to, you know, network problems. And hopefully through our big community and tight knit community, we're, we're going to be able to further the ecosystem as a whole. But, um, you know, the program itself, the landing page, will, it's going to be a user friendly experience. It's going to be pretty simple. People are going to be able, you know, the questions will be directed to sort of um, have help people who are wanting to nominate, give them a little guidepost to see exactly what, you know, what we're looking for. And um, hopefully by then they will be able to use all of that, um, all the resources and kind of branch off from that. But also, you know, we just want to make sure to recognize those who um, contribute and do good work in the ecosystem. Yeah, so we're getting some um, follow-on questions, and then I, I do want to go to you, Robert. Um, some follow-on questions on the community rewards program. Um, 
So largely centering around whether the nominations are going live with the landing page and whether you can already submit things. You, you can in fact already submit things to community rewards at tqtezos.com. So if you have nominations, please do feel free to send them in. I think um, we can link the, the original blog post um, in the stage so everyone can see it, um, which has the email address and also the categories that Alex just rolled through before. Um, but once this landing page goes live, it will be much easier. This so the process will be much easier, I guess would be my advice. So for those of you who have already sent in emails and nominations, don't fear we're tracking them. Those are already in the queue. Um, but for those of you looking to submit nominations, it will be a much more um, user-friendly experience once that landing page goes live. Um, and I think I think they're targeting the end of the week. So um, that'll be that'll be great once that happens. Um, but nominations are already open, um, and that's how you can submit. Um, I think one more follow-on question was: Can you only submit other people slash projects, or can you also submit your own items? You can absolutely submit your own items. There's no limitations right now. And um, I, I would like to, you know, express to the community that this, we're still, all of this, we're still, you know, building on it. This program is not um, concrete yet in terms of having all of the different details out, but, um, you know, that's kind of the process of growing and making it better. Like we're absolutely going to, you know, this first round is probably going to be kind of rough in terms of, how the user experience of nominating, but you know we're trying to improve and constantly improve to make it easier and easier for everyone. And um, but you know in terms of your question of can users nominate themselves in their own projects? Yeah, absolutely. There's no limitations to that. You know we after we you know we actually encourage you to nominate yourself if you have a good project or you know if, if you think it fits into that category a certain category. Like we'd love to see what you have and love to see exactly. Um, what you're doing, and you know, if it's um, if, there, if it's of some good work, we'd love to you know expose and kind of share it with the community, and also reward and recognize you for your work. So absolutely, you know, if someone wants to nominate themselves, they can. Absolutely, there's no restrictions to that. Great. And so, Robert, having come to you so much on this, the foundation is obviously providing the funds for this program and wearing your Tesla's Commons hat. I know you've also been very involved in this as well. Mm -hmm. um, Wondering if you have anything to add in terms of what you're most excited about, whether that's in terms of the community rewards program or just any of the community initiatives that the foundation is supporting through Tesos Commons um, in, in terms of what's on tap for this quarter. I think, uh, Alex, you described really, really well what, what's being built. Um, there, there, there is so much ongoing and the community needs this program, right? Uh, I know many guys who are... Uh, building tools uh in their spare time right and they are not even uh you know um they don't receive anything for that um and and I, i'm thinking of the, of the first topic that you that you were mentioning that you know where to start when you have uh, when you when you engage with the community and i'm i don't know i'm speaking of stefan from tezos Loops, right the guy uh he's really Cool guy, and and he has built this 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 um, this tool to engage with the community. Where to start, right? And I know that for it's one example, right? That uh, Stefani is uh, is working on that, and and uh, there are many other initiatives without any fees, and it's just uh, it's almost it's almost a patient dedication, right? So I, this is really needed. Um, 
it will be launched uh, very very soon and this is not uh, Q1 2021, uh, right? It, it will come earlier. And uh, I guess we are all excited for that. Uh, it, it's needed and it, it's um, it's a good timing for, for the launch. All right, great. Well, so we're starting to see um, a, a lot of questions roll in. So let's start going through them. So one of the one of the first questions um, is that it does seem that Tezos is a little late to the game in terms of DeFi um, and maybe even NFTs. How do you both think this will affect its growth and what is Tezos doing to promote the network? So caveat, we all know uh, to, to, to channel some folks who, who post often, Tezos itself is, is a blockchain, it is open source software. Tezos itself cannot do much to promote the network. So that's up to us and, and our organizations. So maybe from, from you guys' perspective, um, what's your take on this DeFi and NFTs and, and how is Tezos positioned in, in both of those uh, categories? Um, well, I guess I'll start first. Um, you know, my, my other background that I come from is that I have a gaming background and I absolutely love gaming. And um, I think the NFT space just kind of ties directly into that. And, you know, one of the things that we're very excited for is um, Kathleen, um, Kathleen's card game, uh, Coast, and we are very, very excited and can't wait for the release of that. And, you know, we're part of, part of digital gaming is that you can have, um, things like NFTs, um, and it just kind of opens this whole avenue of having, um, digital rewards and things like that, which is kind of, it's a, it's a neat concept and a unique concept that, you know, you may have a one of a, you know, one out of a million random chance of, you know, rare item that isn't going to be able to be found besides, you know, besides to you who found it. And, um, you know, one of the things that we're very excited for is that we, you know, at Texas Commons, we do see NFTs, the NFT space and DeFi space coming to Tezos and you can already see the little increments that have been made, including, you know, this right now we're in the exploration phase of Delphi to have, you know, the new amendment passed, which, you know, will lower gas costs, which hopefully will lead to more development on the DeFi aspect. And we were very excited for the launch of Dexter. And, you know, all these little things just kind of point towards the bigger picture that it's all coming. And, um, before you know it, it's going to be in front of you and users are going to be able to interact and more and more um, apps and different NFTs are going to be coming to the ecosystem. And we're looking very forward to that because it's just, you know, this is kind of why people come into the digital space. And to us, you know, to us at Tedros Commons, we do see it as a very big part of the digital space. And we are very excited and ready for that to come to Tedros. Robert, you have anything to add to that? Yeah, no, I think Kos is Kos. Uh, what's building Kathleen is really a, a good example. Uh, I'd like to say that it's never too late to 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 come in the game, right? Uh, and today we speak about DeFi. Yesterday was STOs, tokenization. We cannot also always follow the, the the trend. We have to we have to build and to be consistent and, and to have our the, let's say a roadmap. So DeFi. For sure, we uh, Tezos is well, is well positioned, but you know, in in six months time, will be something else. And, and you know, it's so fast growing, and we need to adapt so quickly. But I 
do you think also you know uh, th there is you know a roadmap to, to stick with uh, no one was speaking about governance i don't know three years ago so we yeah tezos is well positioned and and uh, it's it's never late yeah yeah i think the one of the the key things to pick up on is um as, as you said i think it's it's interesting to think about how we can be well positioned for the trends that are kind of hot right now but as we all know a day in crypto is like a year in, in other industries so to your point it's uh it's tough to even anticipate what we're going to be talking about six months from now i think the key thing with tezos is the fact that the protocol actually can upgrade itself we can move quickly um and and even from the core um kind of make our, our protocol more attractive on a on a much faster timeline than than a lot of the other options um just seeing this morning, actually, there was a post from some of the, the teams working on the core technology that there are going to be these updates on a regular schedule. Now, every three months, we're going to be able to get a proposal and an upgrade this thing. I mean, I think that just shows that we can be competitive and are well positioned for whatever comes next. Um, and that's not to dodge the uh, the DeFi and NFTs question. I think there's a lot of work being done on that. Um, I know, in particular, my team is, is, is building a lot of um, public goods that are necessary. I know Rocco was just on recently talking about Open Minter and there's a lot more to come on the NFT side of things. I know Camel Case team and Dexter, that was obviously um, uh, very much anticipated and now out there in the world. So I, I, I do think that some is out there, there's gonna be more to come, but that we're gonna be most importantly, I think to Robert's point, we'll be well positioned to compete on the, on the go forward. So, all right, next question is in terms of our overall largest goals for growing the community throughout the rest of 20, 2020 and 2021. Um, what do you see as holding back key growth? Or I guess I would frame that in a positive way and say, what do you think we can do to enable more growth? So I'll throw that over to you guys. Um, I guess I'll start, you know, from us at Tesla's Commons, we, we see that part of the growth aspect is really keeping the community engaged and it's not that you know you want someone just you you're constantly harping on someone to hey you know stay involved stay involved but instead of we want people to want to be involved and you know not us saying hey you know kind of cheerleading them on but we want people to be excited to, and you know to be in the ecosystem and to be involved and part of you know part of this everyone in the whole world kind of sees this right now is part of the aspect of this pandemic that we're going through has kind of made community building harder is that we're not able to really throw you know throw together meetups and in different um, locations and kind of do things that we typically would do you know like we used to do the you know baking tour and all the things like that and all of a sudden now we're not able to do that because it's not safe and so you know that's been kind of a challenge but we're trying to engage and think of ways to be more engaged and have more engaging content, um, digital content. But you know, that's still there's that innate aspect of not being able to meet up and really, um, you know, refresh the bonds and ties that you have with the community that actually brought you in here. For example, you know, um, what I love about this community is that I have, you know, some of you might know him as Zed, but I know him as my Ukrainian brother, Mihai, and he's one of my you know, best friends in the community. And without, you know, Tezos, I wouldn't have ever met him and you know, have this such close bond with him. 
And, you know, a lot of that was developed through being able to meet him live and, you know, in person and at different events. And then, you know, through those connections, we slowly furthered our, you know, friendship and things like that. It's just, it's hard to do it when, you know, do it just in a digital space. And um, you kind of see that as, kind of, you know, not necessarily as a, as a shortfall, but it's just kind of a challenge that we're kind of working through right now because um, at me as a person, I know that I have much stronger ties with someone if you meet them in real life and, you know, you're able to chat with them and, you know, maybe share a drink or two with them and kind of, you know, relate to them in live time and in person. But, you know, due to the circumstances of the pandemic, we're not able to do that. And it's been, it's been a little tougher, but, you know, that's why we kind of have been pushing our presence on the digital front to try to engage and keep people engaged and uh, kind of express why, you know, why we are here and um, what brought us here and just, you know, keep, or let people remember that, you know, the block and Mark at Tesla's Commons, you know, especially me in my opinion that your block, the blockchain is only as strong as the community that supports it and that backs it. And part of Tesla's strength has been the community. And so, um, you know, we see that as a challenge in terms of growing the community because we're not able to go to certain places to, you know, kind of throw meetups together and bring people together. But we're only able to do that online. And, um, you know, we're trying really hard to kind of keep that presence up. And hopefully when the pandemic is set, you know, said and done, that we're going to be able to do meetups again and you know, be able to um, go to different jurisdictions and different countries and different towns to, you know, kind of preach why, you know, why Tezos, why we're here and what um, what we love about it and why people should love it like we do. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things that we're just kind of, we were dealt this hand and we're just going to play it and we're just going to, you know, try our best to keep pushing people along. Challenging times, but I think we're all trying to navigate uh, through them as best we can. Robert, what are your thoughts in terms of goals for, for growing the community and um, what we can look forward to in terms of 2020 and 2021 um, in order to enable that growth? I think it's taking time, right? Um, and, and it may be also, uh, uh, you know, growing the community may be also a matter of culture and languages. And this is something I discovered, you know, when I was working a bit with Nelly from Tezos West Africa. Uh, she's managing few countries, uh, French speaking, English speaking. And then I realized, you know, many people don't speak English. Um, and that's a fact, right? So growing community is also explaining the why of Tezos, but it may be ridiculous, but we need to translate in many languages, many things to make them understand and, and to, to grow awareness. Uh, that's, I think, one side of it. The other side is um, what I was saying earlier, uh, building tools around it. Uh, you know, as, a, as a, now I work for Tezos Foundation, I see many uh, uh, grantees existing and past grantees, and they are missing some pieces. So I'm helping to facilitate the communication between those entities and, and the guys because tools exist, but maybe there was a lack or there is a lack of uh, communication and, and engagement, but that's natural, right? So I, ho I hope for, for next year, you know, it will, it will improve. And uh, of course, governance and, and updates of the protocols is a, is a big part of the game as well. And we see 
as you mentioned, Alison, and I saw the, the post of Gabriel on Agora today, you know, they are working on it. They understand we need, uh, you know, uh, to um, not accelerate, but to deliver, you know, on a regular basis, uh, the updates of the protocol. So it's a few segments that needs improvements over time. Um, but I, I'm, for myself, I'm very positive. Yep. And we need that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I think, uh, again, the, the challenges of not being able to to meet in, in real life and the challenges, of course, you know, having materials maybe that are available in English and French and some other key languages, but not others. I mean, I think those are all opportunities, right? These are these are all things that, for instance, we, we've pivoted to these digital events that we're doing, T-Quorum and TED Talks. We're, you know, thinking more consciously about how we need to produce materials, not just for the the usual crowd, but for others and to, and to kind of welcome people into the community in, in new ways. Um, so I think in terms of targets for growth, um, all of those things, all those things certainly make sense. Um, question um, specifically for Robert here. So what transparency initiatives does the Tezos Foundation plan to implement in 2021 thinking along the lines of uh, audit with public results, treasury status, grant applications, pipeline, um, et cetera? Yeah, so that's a question which came regularly, uh, whether it was on Reddit or, or Agora. Um, the thing is that the, the Tezos Foundation is trying to be as transparent as, as possible. That, that's, a, that, uh, that's a fact. Um, I've been in Zoom a few times uh, since October, despite the COVID. Uh, and I'd like to say that the, the, the team that I met, they are really good guys, hardworking, not a big team, quite small team, but they are very dedicated. And I would like to repeat that, that they hear the concerns. They are well aware of what's going on. Now, also, we cannot communicate everything. You know, there is a, a legal framework. And also, you know, saying some things may influence some business decisions and that would, you know, um, stop the process of it. So, also you need to understand that in, in, as, a, as a foundation, uh, we have an exec committee and there, is a, there, there are board members and they need to, you know, there is a process in place. It's not like, okay, I'm going to the board tomorrow and say, oh guys, you have to answer that question. There is a place, there is a consensus to be done. They are working on it. So I'm very uh, hopeful for, for next year's, uh, let's say, um, broader communication. Let's put it this way. But people have to understand there are constraints. And I do believe that the foundation for now is, 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 is uh, it's transparent. And um, I mean, as I'm based in Switzerland, I, I, I can compare others, others uh, uh, Swiss-based foundation uh, that you know don't communicate at all, right? Uh, in the biannual uh, report, you have some some figures, you have some some elements, which is, I think, a good start. And not everyone is doing that. Now I understand, you know, that people will always say we want more, we want more, right? We are working on it, um, but there are some limitations, obviously. Uh, maybe Alex, as a lawyer, you could also <laughs> <laughs> help on that. <laughs> Not help, but give your input on, on legal framework. Not everything can be said. I don't know about US, but in Switzerland, it's as is. Yeah, I think that's right. And I, I think one thing to, to also, maybe this is just from my perspective, um, but the fact that you've been brought on as a community manager, Robert, the fact that your your position exists and that you are working you know, more closely to communicate with the community and also with grantees, 
um, and potential grantees, I think, is a sign of, um, you know, the foundation's commitment to engaging more um, and being more transparent, um, even more so than in the biannual and weekly updates and, and kind of things that they've done historically. So um, not to put too much pressure on you, but uh, excited, excited uh, to see what's what's to come on on that front. Um, another yeah, I, I'd like to add something right here. Uh, if people want to reach me out, it's very easy. Um, I have my you know, DM open on Twitter. I'm on Telegram. If there are any concerns, I will try to answer as much as I can. Uh, we are not hiding, obviously. Uh, but you know, there are certain things we need to discuss internally before sharing. That's it. Of course. Makes sense. Um, one of the next questions I, uh, that are that it's uh, coming up in the chat what are the Tezos community growth objectives with respect to the level of technical skills required for members to add value? Um, developers versus technical versus non-technical. And I know Alex just talked about this a little bit before, um, but are there real opportunities for non-technical skills contributions and what do you see those as being? Um, well, I, I guess I'll take a stab at this. Um, you know, the, like I said, what I was mentioning earlier is that this ecosystem, Tezos ecosystem, has a space for anyone and everyone, regardless of your, you know, whether you have a technical dev side or a non-technical dev side. You know, I was given that example of the hospitality worker that has took up coding and he's at the level of creating his own D app now, you know, over a three-month period. And, um, but, you know, there are absolutely space, you know, there's space for you in this uh, community ecosystem, even if you, you know, have no dev or um, dev or coding background, and it's just, you know, it's one of those things that you just have to kind of figure. I wouldn't say figure it out, but find what you're passionate about, what you, you know, what you are good at, and um, see, you know, try to figure out if there is some way you can take your skill and apply it to the Tezos ecosystem. Because I'm telling you, you know. From my own personal experience, like I came into this, you know, in non-coding background, and you know, my day job is a, is a lawyer, and so you know, I can litigate. I know how to litigate and things like that, but I don't know how to code or you know, do any of that tech stuff. But you know, I slowly learned, and it was through the ecosystem of community members that helped me um, learn the different command line inputs to get me. Um, able to cross that threshold of being able to launch my own private bakery. But, um, you know, I can think of just a couple of other examples of, you know, there are things that, things like, that we were just mentioning, especially Rob was just mentioning that, um, you know, the translation, like you may not have a certain technical death skill, but you're able to translate in a foreign language that's not that, you know, the articles and material that we have now that are not translated in that certain language that you might be able to translate it for for us and you know things like that just they're just this ecosystem is so big and um you know i like to mention that one of our, one of our friends um cousin it always says that decentralization is very hard and you know we know it's hard but part of the aspect that makes it hard but also makes it very unique is that it doesn't matter what background you come from or what talent you have. There is a space here in our community for you. And it's just finding that. And if you need help, 
like I said, you know, we're very open and responsive to any sort of communication. Just reach out to us on Telegram, on Reddit, on Agora, on Riot. Just reach out to us and we can definitely help you, you know, find your way. I think all of that is 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 a point well taken. And I, I would say in terms of growth objectives on that front, um, I think that the community is so welcoming and that, as Alex pointed out, there are always people who are kind of willing to lend a helping hand and help people get started. Um, I, I do think for sure one of um, our goals at CQ, and I know the goal of other entities in the ecosystem, is lowering the barrier of entry. I mean, as someone who, you know, this may shock you, but if it's a, a CLI driven thing, I'm not interacting with it, right? And so um, perhaps some of this is self-interested, but uh, I, I also think that ensuring that people do have a very good user experience and that we are thinking about um, uh, lowering that barrier to entry for the non-technical folks constantly. And um, it is something that we always want to keep in mind and is certainly an objective, I think, for, for the things that we're we're actively building in areas where we're focused. Um, so another question is around internships and projects for students. And these are kind of two separate questions. So maybe we'll start with one and then dovetail into the other. So the first is, um, are there any opportunities for students to get more involved in Tezos? I mean, what I can say is that I know many of the various entities working on Tezos projects around the world do host their own local internship programs. We have an internship program at CQ. I know Tezos India, for example, has a fellowship program that's going on right now. I'm sure there are others. Um, and we're, we're actually actively working right now on a place to consolidate those opportunities so that they're easier to find for people. Um, I also think there were, in terms of getting um, uh, educational institutions involved. I know that this is going to be a, a big push moving forward. And I know there was at least one grant given um, that focuses on a voting solution for university students. I don't know, Robert, if you have more information on that. Yeah, so it's called Electis. Um, basically, it's a Tezos-based voting application. It came um, at the beginning of, uh, beginning of 2020, right before the COVID, right? So uh, I know they have launched it in different phases. Uh, the first one was in April on the on the test nets, which was uh, successful, and they have then implemented it during the summer. Uh, there was a proof of concept with the Lausanne um, University EPFL, uh, which is very well renowned uh, in um, in Switzerland. So that was one of the. Yeah, that that was one one very nice app mobile application, and it basically relied on, on the community for students and, and academics. Um, also, on the, on, the, on the internship and student thing, uh, as an example, of course, with, with COVID, it has changed. But I remember when I was organizing a Tezos Geneva meetup, uh, one guy just contacted me on Telegram and said, hey, look, I'm in Geneva. How can I help? And I said, well, come and we meet. And the guy was very helpful on setting up the, 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 the meetup with me. So this way, you know, of course, you have to do, you know, uh, admin things. But then you happen to meet uh, builders, right? Uh, it was on governance. He met um, uh, Awa and Adrian from, from Cryptum uh, and other guys from the other communities. So that's very useful. And that's how you build relationships, you know, just start with something which may be not very relevant to, to the blockchain, but then it happens to be very useful. Yeah. 
And I think it's all uh, uh, about that kind of getting your, your foot in the door. And again, once we can do this in person, even better. But I think um, what's interesting now is you don't even have to do it locally. You can reach out to these various organizations across the globe and, and see where you might be able to help. Um, so I'm, I'm getting the, uh, the warning that it's about time for us to wrap up. But I think there are a lot of people who are interested in how they can um, connect with both of you. So before we wrap, can you guys um, just give, we'll, we'll put these in the chat, but maybe just for those people who are listening, can you give your uh, Telegram and Twitter handles quickly? So maybe Robert, we'll start with you and then over to Alex. Yeah, so my uh, Telegram account is Rob Font, R-O-B-F-O-N-T, and on Twitter, it's Rob uh, underscore Font. Yeah, my, uh, my Telegram is at Lucifer, L-I-U-C-I-F-E-R 504, and my um, Twitter handle is um, Baker underscore Cajun, C-A-J-U-N, and uh, both are, my DMs are open, and I'm um, always have telegram also open so feel free to reach out all right well thank you guys so much again for um really taking the time to, to meet with us today looking forward again to increased communication um with you guys in the future and and hope we can do this again soon on another on another town hall thanks to all of you for joining us today um reminder to follow us on social to stay up to date on upcoming sessions um we're on twitter and instagram the handle is underscore sorry, T quorum with an underscore at the end. Some additional reminders, all of our previous sessions are available to stream on tquorum.com. And our call for submissions for the next community voted session is now open on tquorum.com. And just so you're all aware as to what that is, um, we do have a session where people in the community can vote on the folks that you want to hear from. So make sure to check that out. Um, and you can also, by the way, submit your own projects or nominate people to present at a future T quorum. We hope that you'll join us next week for a discussion on DeFi on Tezos with the team behind Harbinger, which is the price oracle for Tezos, or I should say a price oracle for Tezos. Um, so really excited to host those guys next week. And thank you again to um, Robert and to Alex for, for joining us today. Thank, thank you for having us. All right. Thanks. See you guys next time. <laughs>